Originally from Southern California, Lindsay moved to Philadelphia three years ago and now resides in Pittsburgh while she continues her work with The Culture Project. Lindsay joined The Culture Project after graduating from Santa Clara University in 2015. The Culture Project is an initiative of young people set out to restore culture through the experience of virtue. They proclaim the dignity of the human person and the richness of living sexual integrity, inviting our culture to become fully alive. You can support Lindsay directly by going to thecultureproject.org and finding her name on the donate page. This is a Know His Love story. Um, well, the first thing that comes to mind when I think about um, a time where I struggled to know God's love was in college. Um, really was excited to kind of get out and be on my own and have a sense of autonomy and um, had a sense of what I thought college was supposed to be. And so much of that was finding freedom and doing what college students did in terms of different social activities and I got really really swept up in that and caught up in that just this desire to fit in with the crowd to be um, to be popular to to stand out in some way and I really chased that and followed that in the decisions that I was making and um, it led me to a couple years of um, some high highs and low lows of, um, you know, the high of the moment and having fun with friends and going to parties and drinking and um, kind of engaging in, in the hookup culture in different ways and then feeling the pit of this is only fun in those brief, very, very brief moments and then what is the meaning of life, what is the meaning of love, what is the meaning of friendships and relationships, and um, I was kind of chasing the the fun and the highs and um, had a lot of low lows, and I mean, I grew up Catholic, so I knew that this was kind of something that I shouldn't be doing or I shouldn't, wouldn't ultimately fulfill me, but I wasn't convinced that there was something else or someone else who would. Um, and so I was kind of just following what I thought would bring me a sense of happiness and fulfillment. And ultimately, I just kind of got really sick of it and um, really tired of the way that I was being treated and the way that I was treating others. And I remember there was one experience. Um, there was one night I was out at a party and um, there was a guy there who was kind of just telling me everything that I wanted to hear, like really just telling me that how beautiful I was, how great I was, how fun I was, like giving me every kind of affirmation that I wanted to hear. And all of that just kind of crashing down in one moment and falling flat and realizing that it was totally a facade and the affirmation and the love that he was trying to give me was really motivated by his own self-interest and his own his own lust and and I I mean I don't fully blame him because we were both in that moment but um I saw the black and white of like I thought this was what I wanted and yet this is nothing like I I really want it, it felt so empty um and God felt 
far away from me in those times. He felt like, um, like what, how does he want to fulfill me? How does he want to, like, I just didn't know how that could happen. Um, but I wanted to be loved in a deeper, more fuller way. Um, and it wasn't until at that same time I was in a women's ministry in college and we were reading a book, uh, called Captivating by John and Stacy Eldridge and, um, they're Protestant writers, but they wrote about the core desires of a woman's heart. The three of them being to be loved, to be seen as beautiful and to be, um, a part of a great adventure in life. And, Um, the way that they articulated those things just felt so personal that those desires weren't something that the I was going to find through the world absent from God, that those desires were in my heart because I was made in God's image and likeness because, uh, God has those desires for us. And so I think a light bulb really went off when I realized that, the things that I was looking for um, were actually came from God's love for me and God's pursuit of me the entire time, my entire life, really. Um, and I was surrounded by other college women who are also not finding that fulfillment in the things around us. Um, but ultimately, like in in the Lord and in his plan for us and in his desire to be our father. Um, and so that was just a really pivotal time in my life where I experienced God's love. And, and in that women's ministry, we talked through and we prayed through Psalm 139 where, um, scripture says, I, I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I knew you from your mother's womb. I knit you together. Um, all of your days I know before any of them come to be. And um, I began to understand that religion and God isn't just something to learn about, um, that God desires to understand and know me personally, and God had a personal love for me. Um, and it and I didn't just learn that. It didn't just come into my head. It came into my heart. And I know that that's only through grace. Like God's grace was I able to receive that in my heart, that God knows me and loves me and cares about my thoughts and my desires and my dreams and also my struggles. And um, he's with me in all of those moments. And in college was really the first time I put those two things together, that um that my faith wasn't just like something to do to be holy. It was like he, it was a part of my humanity. It was a part of my brokenness. It was a part of my, my sin that God cared about every part of me and loves me deeply. Um, I think when I learned about in this book, they talk about kind of the core desires and there's another book called wild at heart where they talk about kind of the core desires of a man's heart. And, this isn't to reduce men and women to say these are the only things we care about, but these are just, you know, placed in our heart for a reason. And when I learned about them, I started to realize like my whole life, these things have been there. And God has, only looking back, I realized God has been speaking to me and loving me through these ways. Through, I mean, I think about growing up, like just wanting to 
the guy in my class to notice me, to like me, to see me, um, and recognizing that God created me for to be loved and to love in in this way. Um, and so I think it was just a confirmation when I learned um, about these desires, you know, that God had placed them there because he wanted me to know the, o- the only fulfillment come, the only true fulfillment, I, I guess, comes from him. And all of these things give me kind of a, a, an access to who he is. Like, I don't, we don't experience love apart from him. We don't experience um, true beauty apart from him, um, true adventure apart from him, all of those things he has placed in our heart because he wants us ultimately to be with him and to know him. Um, so I suppose it confirmed just my whole life that, that I was really seeking him, but I didn't know it in all of the things that, um, in all of the things that I loved, um, and all of my, my disappointments, they, I was seeking affirmation. I was seeking friendship. I was seeking to fit in, to be liked, to be wanted, to be known. Um, he was saying, I've placed those things in your heart because I want to know you perfectly. I want to accept you perfectly. I want to receive you perfectly. And I will also place people in your life who will show you a glimpse of that. Um, and when I started to see life that way, it showed me just how personally God has been loving me my entire life through my family, through my parents, through, um, my siblings, my, my, some of my closer, really good friends, um, that God has really been, been pulling me towards him through the things around me, through the desires that I had. And I was just taking all of that to the wrong place. Uh, for a long time um but god was always there and trying to kind of pull me towards him um i could like cry thinking about it wow um that that i couldn't there i could never run too far away from god like i in my lowest moments are the moments where i feel like god is tired of forgiving me or I have somehow used up all of the, um, almost like you have tokens when you sin and you hand him a token and you say, okay, like, can I be forgiven now? Like I could never run out. He will always, he will always receive me always. He's all can always be available to me. Um, I think about a father who always has his gaze on his child and is always kind of watching as they run around the room or they get into trouble or they get into a mess. Like in my, in my moments of sin, even the sin that I struggle to move past in my life or I continue to fall into, like he will always, always receive me back. There's nothing that I could do that will cut myself off. Um, and, and God's mercy and reconciliation reminds me of this when I get kind of a hardened heart and I'm just like, I don't want to do it anymore. Like, I don't want to continue to go back to the sacrament. Um, my baptism reminds me that I can always, always, always go back 
Um, and God is always merciful towards me. And I try my best to never forget that because that's who God is. God is mercy. Um, and all of the moments that I have struggled in sin or comparison of other people or in moments of uh, despair in life, um, what is the point of all of this? What is the point of following you? I remember that he is the source of, of love and freedom. Um, so I think it's just going back to how merciful he is and how available and open he is to offer mercy in every moment of my life, no matter where I've been, no matter what I've done, no matter what I've experienced. Um, and that he loves me perfectly. And I, and I had to learn, I had to learn how to embrace that. I mean, even growing up in a, in a good home, I was still, you know, my parents are human beings and they're imperfect in their own ways. And I think one of the biggest struggles for me and that was, um, I didn't really, we, we, I couldn't in my home sometimes feel comfortable expressing my emotion, crying when I was sad or disappointed or heartbroken or hurt. And so I took that into my relationship with God of, of you only want the parts of my life that are put together that are, um, that I have done, that I have fixed up on my own and I can give them to you. I think about my ministry sometimes or the, the, the work I'm doing. Like I only want to show you God, the things that I'm proud of. Um, and I had to relearn that God wants me to give him the, the sadness, the tears, um, and he wants to console me and that I don't have to shy away from bringing that to him because of how perfectly he loves me. Um, and I don't think this is like a knock on my, my earthly parents. They've actually in their imperfection shown me that I need God. And so for that, I'm so grateful for the ways that they have loved me and the way for their imperfections as well. Um, yeah, I think it's through, honestly, I do think it's through spiritual fatherhood and some priests that I've met um, through the years of of being in um, ministry and, and just in, in growing up. Um, the last couple years in particular, there's a priest that I met doing my mission work and it was and it was when I was starting to take on a bit more responsibility and I was feeling the weight of that and just feeling the heaviness of of pouring out to people and asking God like God do you see the work that I'm doing do you see the the work I'm doing for you and and um just wanting someone to like fill and invest in me and around this time a couple years ago there was a priest that came into my life who just I just met him. I was doing some work in um, a retreat center where our, our team was going on retreat. And he just walked into the room and he sat down at the table and he just asked me uh, how I was doing. And um, we just started to become great friends. And anytime, anytime our team would go back to re have retreat there, he was there. And um, he, he started to lead personal retreats and, and small group retreats um, for our team and just really invested in me and in um, spiritual direction and in confession, just the way that he received me, the way that he looked in my eyes. I knew that him he was just so connected to God the Father, the way that he was so, um, he so cared about what was going on in my heart. 
um, I do believe and am filled with so much gratitude that God has sent me a couple of different spiritual fathers throughout the last couple of years who have really shown me what God is like. God is so interested in every part of my life um, and has used just some spirit, great spiritual fathers to walk with me in that journey, to ask me about what's really going on in my life, in my heart, there to receive me, there to offer me the sacraments. Um, those are gifts that I, um, I treasure, and I know that God is speaking to me of his great love for me when I encounter just great spiritual fathers um, like that. I guess I'm, I'm thinking of, of um, an individual who might not even know that they need God or they might not even be um, interested in a relationship with God um, and really, really struggling in their life because of that. And I guess I would just say uh, um, with God, and in God's love and knowing God's love, there's such a greater that just how um, what I would say to that person is just how powerful um, God's love is, how strong, how supportive it is to get us through even the most difficult challenges in life um, and the deepest sufferings um, that God and his love is more real and more present to us than even reality. Um, he is so close to us and he cares. I think it's the biggest thing. I think when we're lost in um, our sufferings or our sin, and even in my own life, I have felt this way. I can forget that God cares about me. And we can tell ourselves so easily that God is concerned with so many other things going on in the world. How could he really be interested, invested in care, I guess, in in my own experience right now, my own suffering that feels like a big burden, but comparatively to the whole world might not be the biggest thing. Um, I would say that God is so invested and, and so cares about the particular struggles and sufferings and wants to be as close to you as possible. And um, I guess it, I would just invite any person who may be experiencing this to open themselves up to his mercy. Um, the sacrament of reconciliation always reminds me of how small I am and how big God is, um, that God wants to lavishly pour out his mercy on me and um, that I don't deserve it, um, but that he wants to give it to me every single time. Um, so I think making that tangible step, um, it always reminds me of God's love and the gift of what he's done for us, um, where he's gone to reach us, how he's come as close to us as possible by becoming a human being. Um, and that's how much he loves us, how much he wants to show us that he loves us and that our life has a purpose and that there's never anything that you can do that can separate yourself from his love and his mercy um, and his healing. Thank you for listening to Lindsay's story. I would love to share your story as well. Please connect with us on social media or by clicking on the join us link at knowhis.love to share your story.